No, so I feel like I wanted to do an episode because we talk a lot about all the tech and all the apps, right? Sort of with the assumption that people are familiar or somewhat familiar with the tech landscape in China. And I think a lot of people had heard, you know, a lot of the names, um, especially the ones that has exported really well in the West. Um, and I'm thinking about TikTok when I say this. But there's also a lot of things I think people just don't know, right? And I think so, some of the things that we take for granted sometimes because, you know, we're maybe too much into it or we don't think about it, right? The same way a lot of people won't think about, you know, introducing Facebook to anyone because it seems like so much part of our daily lives that no one has to explain what Facebook is anymore. And so I wanted to do this quick episode to recap, you know, sort of like if you have a phone in China, <laughs> what, you know, what are the most downloaded apps what are sort of you know what are the apps that would most likely be on your phone yeah and i guess because like maybe try to draw a bit of comparison to um the, the equivalent apps that we would see in the west you know that, that you probably use in a day-to-day life for instance like facebook and so on right but i guess that there are a number of apps that's quite different in in, in the chinese tech ecosystem that you don't see an equivalent or something of the same in the west mm. yeah so shall we start? I think I feel like it's only appropriate to start with the biggest or like, you know, something that is we've talked about a lot, right? We chat, which is probably the biggest app, the most downloaded app, the most used app. It's the cornerstone of, you know, the tech landscape in a lot of ways. Um, and that's so WeChat is basically your messaging app, right? If you had to describe it, the first thing that comes to your mind is it's still a messaging app. But there are so many things within the messaging app um, that is WeChat, right? A lot of people talk about this concept of mega app or super app in the sense of because they're, it's, it's essentially, I always tend to think of WeChat as a, almost another form of operating, operating systems because you have so many things within. Obviously, you have your chats, you have your contacts, which are like the two main tabs, right? Uh, which is really easy. But then you have what we call like little programs, xu in Chinese, and in one of the tabs, which is essentially apps. And, it, and they're like apps that are sort of like anchored to the WeChat ecosystem. So, for example, like you, you can have Tuxin, you can have JD.com. So you can, you know, call a taxi, you can purchase things online within WeChat. Because of these third-party apps that are integrated within WeChat, right? WeChat also have, like, their own form of, like, sort of timeline, you know, Facebook thingy-ish. A lot of people could sort of compare it to Facebook, but I feel like it's a bit... It's so different, right? Like, you don't use your pen or trend as you would use your Facebook. At least I feel like it's it's very different. But it's the same similar concept in the sense of, like... It's almost more like Instagram in that sense, right? It's like you show you... It's like Instagram moments. It's like moments, right? You're just fleshing out pictures, you know, and and getting comments and sort of interacting with with your friends through through these pictures. Um, And I think that's that's something really unique in in WeChat, whereby, you know, it's not just a messaging app, right? Like you said, there are additional functions that, that stretches beyond, you know, a close comparison would be WhatsApp, but I would say... It's WhatsApp plus Instagram, Instagram plus, plus an additional <laughs> um, plus Android. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe okay. Maybe plus an ecosystem of apps that you can link 
to other important apps that you use in your daily life. And these are you know, apps that you use for food delivery, for, for taxis, for, for many other things. Yeah, and I want to preface this as well, right? Because, you know, in the West, there was this concept of now everything has an app, right? But mostly everything has a website and then a lot of businesses has, also has an app. But, you know, I feel like almost in China, a lot of the time you see much more focus on the app more than on the website. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of this has to do with the way the tech landscape sort of developed over the years. But because of like the app is the main sort of focus and you can see this with a lot of even the most popular sort of platform, you know, and I'm always thinking about Bilibili when I talk about this because Bilibili's website absolutely sucks in my opinion but their app is really nice to use and you can just see much more focus on the app because i feel like people just interact with billy billy much more on the apps that they would do on the website um but yeah because of this little program thing you can literally have you you could virtually never leave wechat you want to order a taxi you can do it from there you want to order something online you want to order food you know it covers most of your function and the most important one is WeChat Pay, right? Which is directly integrated within WeChat. So WeChat Pay and Alipay is basically your form of payment for almost everything if you live in a big city, right? Maybe if you live in the rural areas, you might still have a form of mix of cash, maybe mobile payment, card payment. But in big cities, I think there is somewhere north of 90% of people who uses you know, WeChat Pay and Alipay on a daily basis for almost most of their transactions. For those, for those right. who can't uh, fathom or imagine how it works, um, Literally, if you go to China right now, let's say to Shenzhen or Shanghai, and you don't have WeChat Pay or Alipay, you probably will struggle to buy anything, right? Because most shops nowadays, they, they, they choose not to accept cash, cash anymore. And even if you want to buy um, street food, you know, they accept WeChat Pay and Alipay. They, may, they might not even accept cash. So, so, so yeah, WeChat Pay and Alipay... I don't think we're going to cover it too extensively in this episode because it's obviously it's very interesting and the whole financial side of it. But there are sort of, you know, you know, at least for WeChat Pay is directly integrated within WeChat. So this is, you know, to give you sort of like this very high level idea of why, you know, people say sometimes that WeChat is probably the single most important app in China. Next, shall we move on to another app that is a little less familiar for our listeners? I, I would say call it. I would say that's like, um, Weibo, which is I would equiv- I would equal no. I would compare that to Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, fair. And, and some, I, and please tell me more about it because it's something that I don't use. <laughs> I feel like people have very different use of Weibo. Like, uh, you know, all my friends, I feel like none of us uses Weibo the same way. Like some people use this to only follow star news because, you know, it's obviously there's a lot of news about celebrities. Um, you know, people follow it only for social news, for example. I, I The way I use Weibo, so there's this trending, fun, um, trending things, right? So like what are the biggest topics that are trending at the moment. And I literally just use this for this to get an overview of like, okay, this is what people care about these days. And it's like interesting. Uh, and, you know, 90% of those, it's like, oh my God, you did you see what happened to Chris Wu? Wu Yifan? Uh, these days, for example, you know, like, which is, you know, that's a very serious um, social topic. <laughs> but, you know, all that being said, it's, uh, you know, that's the way I use it. Some people are much more 
you know, they will go into the details, they will follow like specific accounts and everything. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's a, it's a big, it's, I feel like it, it is Twitter in that sense. Um, it has the integration of like the video platform as well, because, you know, as we all know, the sort of ancestor of TikTok was, was like, you know, and, the, and Queso uh, were, were born from Waypo's GIF functions and the video functions, right? So um, it, it has a lot of different functionalities than Twitter, but it is mainly this form of, you know, like short news compressed and then with a lot of links to other platforms for the most extensive article um so yeah it, it is it is definitely like twitter in that regard and the next one i think we'll talk about would be this is something also i don't use much xiaohongshu um rate i don't honestly i don't think there's this is one of the apps but i don't see an equivalent in the west so why, why not you yeah. tell me you tell me what is the purpose of this app? Let's put this. And what do you <laughs> don't make it sound use like it I for? use it a lot? Yeah, All right. So I don't. I don't really use it that much. Uh, oh it's oh one wait, of those really? I, I have no, but no, 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 really though, because like, um, Xiaohongshu is very. I feel like I, may, I might use it more if I was in China. Um, Xiaohongshu is um, uh, it's a bit hard to exp- like. It it's like a bit of an Instagram, right? Because it's a lot of pictures. But there's a huge, like, celebrity presence at Xiaohongshu, right? Like, most celebrities will have a Xiaohongshu account. Uh, maybe not, you know, the biggest. I, 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 don't, I don't think I've seen Angela Baby on there, like, you know, presenting products. But I might be wrong. Um, but you definitely have, like, those celebrities. And it's much more focused on retail, right? So you have, like, a mall integrated within the app. A lot of the celebrities on there are like, you know, they will present what product they're using, you know, what are the things. Um, I use it, okay, for example, like yesterday I went for a haircut. I wanted to change a bit my hairstyle and I went to Xiaohongshu to, to gain ideas, right? So it's a mix of Instagram slash Pinterest in that regard because it's a, it's very focused on creating ideas, right? There's a lot about interior design because then they would have links to, you know, like, okay, this is the furniture that I would use. There's a lot of like, you know, products and it's because it's sort of, it all surrounds the sort of like um, almost forefront of the e-commerce platform that is behind. Um, you can see a bit of the idea that it's not exactly Instagram, right? Um, but it's also not exactly uh, Amazon either. So, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a sort of combination, I guess. Well, one thing I noticed quite interesting about these apps, maybe we'll talk about it more later is that, most of these apps tend to have um, a shopping platform, <laughs> regardless yeah. whatever they are used for. But l- let's come back to this. I, I just realized I saw that in Xiaohongshu as well. Everywhere. No, but Xiaohongshu is normal at the very least because Xiaohongshu is actually like a place where you need, you you can shop, right? It, it was created around this idea. Oh, I don't know if it was created around this idea, but at least um, it is very much about selling products and buying products, right? You go on there to gain ideas about c- certain things that you want to purchase. For example, if you're if you just bought a flat, you want to know what sort of furniture you want to buy. It's a great place to 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 gain sort of like to see all the different ideas that you know about all the different furnitures, you know, clothes, style of clothes, you know, like hair, everything, right? But yeah, we'll talk about certain apps that have a shopping mall within it, which I really don't understand why. But but yeah, talking about the next one, Toutiao, Chinese Toutiao. I think it's a really interesting app. 
because I can't really think about uh, sim- I mean the wait, only wait, thing that would pop into my head would be Twitter Bef- before again. we jump into Zingers Hotel let, let's just talk about okay Zingers Hotel is, is owned by Bike Dance so it's one of the earlier apps before TikTok by Bike Dance right it was there it's a hit and the main app um, you know sort of it's basically an app that's used to that collates news across different platforms and push and present it to the user based on preference, based on an algorithm. So, you know, like we all, I talked about before, ByteDance is amazing for its algorithm. It was built back in the days where by Tinger Total, you know, where, when they were making Tinger Total, and then this algorithm is used for TikTok as well. So please, carry on. Yeah. No, and, and I think that's, that's pretty much it, right? Like, there's... It's basically the sort of feed functionalities that you have in a lot of news website. Or like, you know, if you go on <laughs> Yahoo or you go on like uh, the, the Bing and all of those sort of like legacy where, you know, they do the they do do these sort of like collation of news. Um, but it is, you know, a standalone app that is very, very popular in China. Um, because of this success of how it's able to, you know, recommend you news and then sort of get you hooked on the app, right? It will recommend the right news at the right time. And, uh, you know, it, it is also like a major sort of stepping stone on which then made TikTok such a international success. Uh, but there is really not that much to say about it other than it's a sort of a news, uh, news app, but it's very prominent in China. All right. Moving on next, I guess, I think when you think about, you know, the Western apps, the equivalent uh, in the entertainment sector, one of it, one of the very prominent one would be YouTube. And I guess in China, the equivalent, the equivalent would be, there's, there's quite a few, right? So there is Yuku, there's Tencent Video, and then (sighs) there's Bilibili. No, not really. No? Uh, No, no, because the defining factor of YouTube is... Uh, content-driven content, right? Uh, co- did I just say content-driven content? User-driven content, yes. user-generated content, UGC, sorry. And uh, the thing is, the the only two platforms that I re- can really think of that can uh, sort of really claim that UGC fa- um, aspect of it would be PVP and maybe Aishikwa. And... Yoku and all of, like, Yoku, you know, Achi and all of those will be more the Netflix comparison, mm, okay. right? Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. So, Bilibili has been called a lot about the sort of YouTube in China, but it's still very much different. There, there is a lot of UGC, right? So, in that regard, it's very much like YouTube. But they're also a major sort of push for, um, you know, self uh, self-produced content, right? They have major movies, TV series, animes, right? BDBD was created with the whole anime culture and it's very prominent and on the website. If you go on the BDBD website, there is <laughs> there is no way you won't notice, you know, this whole anime fandom that's around it, yeah, right? Uh, it, it is the sort of core identity of BDBD. For that, I'll, I'll just quickly show... Sure, right? So when we yeah. browse through, you just literally see, right? Okay, you have, you have, you have girls on it, and then you have a lot of games, you know, videos of games, videos of animation, so on and so forth. Yeah. 
So and it's, and it's, yeah, it's quite easy. the reason Bilibili was so famous, and especially if you look at the stock price, Bilibili like shot up, um, you know, during the whole pandemic. Obviously, because of the tech uh, sort of craze that surrounded every uh, every tech company, but it's been it's been sort of credited with the platform of the young people, the platform to give young people a voice, the same way sort of YouTube was credited, you know, like um, five, 10 years back. And, and in that regard, you know, it is, it is an amazing sort of platform because, you know, there is a lot of UGC, but it's also like, it does a good job of trying to capture, you know, what do young people like? Because it's so, you know, it, it combines, because they have like this whole anime culture, so, you know, they have this whole game uh, sort of as- aspect of the business, right? Bilibili is a huge, it's, I, think, I think it's the third or the fourth biggest sort of game company in China. So, mm. uh, yep. in terms of entertainment and especially things that are more targeted toward the younger crowd, uh, they definitely know what they're talking about. Would you, mm, do you think there is, I mean, other than YouTube, do you think there's any other platform there's, there's a bit more equivalent to Bilibili in, in this aspect? In the West, yeah, uh, I don't no. think so, right? I, I mean, definitely not the ones that's a bit more common. Yeah, no, no, I can't, I can't think of any because especially if you think about video platforms, uh, you have all the streaming platforms, right? So Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Apple TV. But when it comes to UGC, it's mainly just YouTube, right? Uh, at least for the sort of short to uh, medium length uh, videos. Then obviously you have the short video platforms such as you know instagram tiktok and all and, and so on but but yeah i think it's it's very different okay so moving on we have food delivery um apps which is one of your, the most your favorite the, well my sort of my favorite but it's one of the biggest <laughs> and rising uh, third third largest tech company in china right now meituan yeah all right yeah so i think it's it takes a very similar approach as tencent um, it's quite it's similar in such a it's vying for the super app position right it's trying to be a platform that doesn't just do food delivery it's, it has branched into nowadays I think it has branched into um, hotel stays trips bookings as well um, and has gone into groceries delivery um, you know uh, group there's this idea in, in China called group buying right um, yeah. so you know it has, it has gone into various aspects of the society the main idea is that it wants to be the key platform for online to offline life services yeah right so i think let us you know let me just walk you through the app and show you a bit right so on the app you could see there is you see if you look at a kangaroo there is that's for food delivery and then there is um, you know, Jiutian, which is for accommodations, there's entertainment, movie tickets, so on and so forth. You can literally do everything you want on, on this app, on this one app alone. Um, so yeah. I think it's ventured. Meituan really long. strives, Meituan really strives to be the sort of lifestyle, right? Everything that you want when you want to enjoy, I feel like. Um, and it really surrounds this word of like, and you know, entertainment. Um, you know, you want good food, you want, you know, you want to go on a holiday. You want a massage. It's it's really those like whenever I think about uh, Meituan, it's more these sort of aspects that comes to mind. 
I think the key the key for them is really capturing all forms of consumer market. Yeah, but then if you put it like that, it's like everything, right? No, <laughs> I, I guess market is. I mean, literally physical consu- consumption, not not online content consumption, but physical consumption, like your stay, your yeah, food, your yeah. travel. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Right? I see what you mean. And speaking about travel, right? I think. Um, there are a couple of other apps that we wanted to quickly mention and we won't go too extensively because we want to keep this episode a bit short. In terms of uh, transport, right, you think about Uber in the West, we have uh, what's called Tata um, and Didi Tushing, obviously, that <laughs> is knowing certain um, certain issues these days, but, you know, that's, that's a topic for another day, which are like the sort of Uber equivalent. And uh, one of the reasons why we said there are shopping malls everywhere within apps is because, for example, Tata uh, and your... Uh, Eddie, there, there, I'll sorry. Show, there, there, I'll show you. Yeah. Uh, on Tata, uh, like in the app, you it's literally like Uber, right? You order your cab and everything, but there's a freaking mall. Like, and by mall, you know, like as you'll see on the video right now is that you know you can purchase things and you can and and i just those are the types of things that sometimes i'm like but why um literally another app that is really interesting i think that is that most people would have i I really can't think of like a reason not to have it is c trip right it's one of also the most valued companies in china uh, it's basically what you would use to order plane tickets train tickets uh, for the cheapest price and it's basically this, um, you know, combination of everything that you need to travel uh, and then like travel longer distances. So if you think about Uber to be intercity traveling, uh, trip will be sort of your, you know, within the country, right? Like national travels, right? If you're, if you're going from Beijing to Shanghai and you need to buy tickets, if you buy t- need to buy train tickets and, and everything, if you need to book hotels, it feels, you know... It's like the the more down to earth version because Meituan might be more fancier hot, uh, hotels or like you know things to things that are nice. Sea trip is like oh you need to go on a business trip. Okay, what's the best solution? What is like it's this form of you know, uh, really utilitarian driven app I, in my opinion. I think the closest equivalent I would put it across would be Booking dot com. Yes, but it's uh, but it's yeah. But it's booking.com plus, you know, like, uh, there's also another thing. I, I can't remember the name. It, it escapes me right now. You know, when we buy flight tickets, you always go on, like, this, co- Sky this website called, like... Skyscanner. Yeah. <laughs> Skyscanner or something. Exactly. It's, like, booking.com plus Skyscanner plus, you know, like, uh, any, anything, is essentially, that you need to go from point A to point B, where point A to point B is, like, over 100 miles away or something. You, you, haven't, you um, haven't traveled in so long that you forgot what what apps you use to, to buy tickets <laughs> dude, dude I, I swear to god the next time i step into an airport i'll be like damn you know like it, it'll be a, it'll be a whole new world i'll be going to disneyland for me. um but it is what it is um finishing off with obviously the e-commerce side of things i feel like this is a bit uh, less sexy or, or in the sense of like most people would know about Taobao because of alibaba's huge success um but you know just to give an idea of the main two biggest platform is like Taobao, Tmall, sort of the Alibaba family suite of products. And then you have GD.com, right? And in that sense, it's very similar to uh, Amazon. The The UI, the interface is very similar. And then obviously these days you have uh, Pinduoduo and Weipinghui. So it's um, 
so so there there's tons of um these are like sort of the main platforms where you would think about e-commerce but as we've seen earlier right like a lot of the apps um you know also have their own form of integrated online purchase right uh, especially when you talk about m- more sort of niche market like Charonsu for example which is not necessarily considered as like a massive e-commerce platform but it is nonetheless um in that in that regard and and finally, the music side, just because I feel like it was interesting. Um, in the West, you will talk about Spotify. You will talk about, you know, you will talk about Apple Music, which are probably like the two biggest. Uh, there's obviously Tidal um, as well and other sort of more niche products when it comes to online music streaming. In China, the biggest, um, and when I talk about biggest, um, might not just be because of the user base, but also in terms of like the IP that they hold, right? So all the copyrighted music that they've purchased, the biggest will be QQ Music, and which is also owned by Tencent. And then, as you can guess, QQ Music is obviously also integrated within WeChat. So to come back to this sort of like ending this video about, you know, the whole ecosystem of WeChat and how big Tencent is in that regard is that you literally never have to leave WeChat, right? Like music, entertainment, purchase, the, your whole life can just be on that single app. And this is why I, I like to think of it sometimes almost as another layer of operating system more than just an app itself. That, that being said, right, if you, if, you, if, you look at, if you just look at the slide that we've prepared, you, you can see it's very clear. All the major apps with a star beside yeah. it, Tencent is a shareholder. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> just imagine these are all the apps that are within Tencent ecosystem as well. They they do exist outside yeah. of Tencent ecosystem, but you can go through the Tencent ecosystem to to get into yeah. these apps. So, no, for sure. Yeah. And, and and let's not even talk about games, right? Like oh. that. That's just um, <laughs> they dominate that's there. Just dominant. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so this was a really quick overview and much longer than we already expected it to be. But, you know, I think uh, there's so much to talk about. But I think the the point of this whole video was to give a quick intro because I feel like I take it for granted and a lot of people might not know the existence of these apps. And I feel like this video will be a good stepping stone for when we do want to talk about more in depth and the sort of relationship between apps and everything to sort of have a basic understanding of what, what these apps are and how like all of these apps sort of intertwine with each other, right? Um, so yeah, um, thanks for listening and watching this video, guys, and we'll catch you in the next one.